incredible event uh, Chapa Roberts is putting on uh, Black Stars of the Great White Way and uh, it's, it's amazing how many how many stars, different types of talents are brought to one stage in one night. It's just amazing how you, can, you know they've put this together and, um, and everyone's learning the different aspects of the total theatrical production. And, uh, I'm very happy to be a part of it. Thank you very much. Hi, my name is Adrian Bailey. I'm standing here with a very fabulous Lacey Phillips, who is incredible. I've known him for many, many years, decades. And we're here at Carnegie Hall at the Black Stars of Broadway, and I think it is such a wonderful occasion for us to get together and celebrate us, which we don't do often, really celebrate the black men of Broadway. And I just am so thrilled to be here and so happy to be part of it. My name is Aldi Lewis. Uh, Junior. We're here at Carnegie Hall uh, performing in Living the Dream, which is about the black performers. It's a male, all-male tribute, tribute to the black performers that performed on Broadway throughout the history of Broadway. And I think it was such a wonderful event. I loved it. I enjoyed the, the camaraderie of those who I've known in the past from the business. And also for the youth, the, the, the new people that are coming up, coming up and coming along that need this kind of structure and understanding of the, of the realness of what art is and what it does and how it affects many people and all people. If but most people, again, you know, they, they don't necessarily understand to that degree of what that is. They just see it as entertainment. But it, it, it allows for one's being to be full uh, in their full essence of who they are. And as long as they express that to other folks, then that light that comes from that person, from their creativeness, then is able to be influenced upon those who are seeing, hearing, and in discussion with that which art is, which is the reason for being able to change society from all angles and all things. Hi, this is C.B. Murray. Your friends know me as Charles Murray, but I just want to say that I am privileged to be a part of this historic event. It's our legacy, and I'm so blessed to see all my brothers from years gone by. And, and to be able to perform with them, to hear them sing, kudos to Norm and, and Chapman for putting out to make sure that this happens. And I, I wish that 
everybody in New York City could see this. And I'm hoping that it can happen again while we're still living and we can enjoy each other. Because it's momentous. My name is David Greer, and I'm one of the producers for Black Stars of the Great White Way, and it's just an honor and a privilege to be a part of it. We're acknowledging and recognizing so many great people in our artistic performing, dance, singing, choreography, acting world, living legends, legends that have passed on, and we stand on their shoulders today. Everything we're doing, they are the foundation for all of this. So I'm just wishing for the, of course, wishing always for the best and the best of luck for everyone to do a great job. I know they will, and we're going to make history tonight. My name is Chuck Cooper. Wow, um, I, I have, my feeling is uh, in, a, in a kind of a spiritual place about this. Uh, as I got here, I, I was able to walk out on the Carnegie Hall stage and uh, I had a moment all to myself out on the stage because everyone had gone for some reason. And uh, I walked center stage and I just closed my eyes and I looked up and I said, hey daddy, hey mama where your son is. And uh, I feel them. I feel them and all our ancestors and all the brothers and sisters who have made a way out of no way so we could have a way. And uh, I'm grateful. I feel grateful. That's how I feel. Grateful.
What is a legend? Where do they come from? Why are they here? What is the purpose? With a legend comes a dash of insanity. Insanity is important to live in the sane existence that we are here with. I've been blessed to meet a few in my life. They all serve different purposes. There's one in particular that has touched my life from a young man. And um, I want to bring him to you today. His name is Mr. Chapman Roberts. And he comes from a long line of spirit, heart, and truth. And I want to share that with you today. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Mr. Chapman Roberts. How you doing? I'm good, Lacey. Glad you have time to talk. You're a busy man. I'm glad you have time to talk. You're a busy man, too. <laughs> We're both busy. That's a good thing. No. Busy being busy. But um, I'm, I'm happy that we're here because I've known you mo more than half of my life. And I've watched you as a young man. And I've learned from you, even though you don't know. You didn't necessarily have to be there instructing me. But I'm, I'm very perceptive. And I watch and I gather. I'm like a sponge. But the thing that really affected me the most was your demeanor and your concern for the human spirit. Mm. Okay. So I would like, first of all, you to give the people just an idea of your upbringing, where you come from. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a question first. You did raisin. With your mom, right? Yes. And where did you do it? Broadway. I left. I joined the last week of Broadway before it went on tour, the national tour. And who 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 else was in the company? Your mom, yourself, Virginia Capers, Virginia Lee Capers, okay, uh, Darren Green, okay, Wes Travis, uh, Mary Seymour, Mary was Seymour, Ruth, yeah, Milk Gra <laughs> Milk Grayson, was Asa guy. Wow. Retta Abbott was the victim. Loretta Abbott? Yes, Loretta Abbott was the victim. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was it was Chuck Thorpe, if I'm not mistaken. No, Chuck Thorpe. Elaine <laughs> Beaner was there. Elaine, okay. Yeah, uh, wow. Uh, Arnisha Walker. Okay. Was Benita. Okay. You know what's, what's interesting about that? And just the three things um, that we just talked about or you just mentioned um, Mary Seymour was in a production of Hair on Broadway mm. and then her son Kenny used to come to the theater with her mm -hmm. when he was a kid mm -hmm. and he was running around the theater same where you were <laughs> yeah and he became the musical director for um, Memphis yes on Broadway and he's got a new show coming to Broadway next season with Chuck Cooper mm. called Amazing Grace. Mm -hmm. So there you were with your mom in the show. Yes. There he was with his mom in the show. Yes. Um, and this tradition of a show business family yes. is something that is rarer amongst African Americans than any other group of people in the world. Mm -hmm. There were several family dynasties Cap, the, the Calloway family. Mm -hmm. You see, because Cap Calloway, with whom I appeared in Hello Dolly, and his daughter Chris was also in the company. Mm -hmm. um, he had a sister named Blanche Calloway. Blanche Calloway was in Shuffle Along in 1921 with Ub wow. Blake. Ub wow. Blake's nephew was the drummer for Motown. In New York. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And of course, uh, Duke Ellington, his music was done in Sophisticated Lady. Which I did. Which you did also. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> with Mercedes. With Mercedes. Yeah, she hired me. <laughs> yes. So, you know, it was another And Mercer. And, and Mercer right, Ellington. Right. So it was another family dynasty. Yeah. And then in Porgy and Bess, there was... Um, uh, Avon Long in 1943 mm. was sporting life in Porgy and Bess, 
and his daughter and his grandchildren were in subsequent companies of it on Broadway, and his son-in-law, Larry Marshall, mm -hmm. was Tony nominated <laughs> for playing okay. Sport and Life. There's two right there. So my first show was with Avon Long. With Avon Long? Miss Moffitt with Betty Today's Davis. Today's his birthday, by the way. You really? Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> and I worked with Larry Marshall in uh, Play On on Broadway. In Play On, which is the Duke yes. Ellington right uh, play using Duke Ellington's again. music. Yes. And so you ended up back on the stage with him in yes. Carnegie Hall last yes. June. That's incredible. Isn't it something? That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a full circle. It is. And so family play has played a big part in, mm -hmm. in, in your life and in many of our lives. Um, my niece, uh, Tracy, was in the original cast of Lion King on Broadway. She was the original hyena. And then my cousin Rufus Bonds played the male lead role in that for years on the road. And he was also in uh, Color Purple. And her sister, uh, Tracy's sister, Kelly Chapman, is also a singer. Mm -hmm. And you know she operates a restaurant oh, yeah, here yeah. now here. Mm -hmm. And she's got her, her own uh, YouTube um, set up. And she's got... Uh, CDs out and her own videos and all that sort of thing. And then their brother, Mike, is a record producer. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Mike, Michael Chapman. Hmm. Um, so, uh, and then our cousin, Bonnie Berry, is a major entertainment lawyer here in L.A., hmm. and she handles Kirk Franklin and a whole bunch of other people. Hmm. So, um, the, the black family... Um, involved in show business, Denzel Washington, of course, is Denzel, but what people don't know is that his wife, Pauletta, and I were in Jesus Christ Superstar together on Broadway way back um, in 1971, hmm. and at least one of his children uh, uh, is studying or is about to graduate from the school where you teach, which is New York University. Wow, really? So there's a lot of, uh, uh, there's one of the families, a lot of them. I'm talking about <laughs> family and how we've and then nurtured there's the Blackwell ourselves. family. Charlie Blackwell. Charlie Blackwell. And, David and, Blackwell. And David Blackwell, the stage and, managers. And uh, his sister. And of course, there's Felicia Rashad. Mm -hmm, and Debbie. And Debbie, Debbie Allen. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Condola Rashad, mm -hmm. who is Felicia Rashad's daughter yes and then their robert jason brown is their cousin the tap dancer oh i didn't know that yeah he's their oh, cousin wow. okay and they have an aunt um who was married um to luther henderson mm. who um did all the orchestrations for the duke ellington orchestra mm -hmm. and for um amos behaven mm -hmm. and for pearly on broadway mm -hmm. and and all kinds of people mm -hmm. and he was married hit the aunt of um, Debbie Allen and those is Billy Allen, who was an actress and a director of great note and a dancer in the old days. She's in her 90s now. And, um, so and also studied with Jojo Smith, who was Debbie's cousin as well. Or Jojo Smith is a, couple, a cousin of Debbie really, Allen and those? Debbie, yeah. Boy, it's, 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 <laughs> it's more extensive than I yeah, thought. Yeah, it's uh, the lineage is there, you know. It's, it's That's crazy. That's fantastic.
I'm Daryl Rubin Hall and I have to say that I'm just like so impressed and so excited about this very moment. It's very legendary to me and to be an African American theater owner and be here and share the stage with all these legends, I'm thrilled. My name is David White and I'm involved with this big production and the Black Fellas back on Broadway. <laughs> the big reunion, all the fellas. Are, and I gotta tell you, it's been really amazing. Uh, Chapman Roberts and just seeing all the old faces and all the performers, including the one I'm looking at now. It's like, I don't believe some of these people are still around. <laughs> but it's great. It's really great. And um, uh, initially I wasn't involved and I'm so happy that I got involved. I cried, told stories, and it's brought back memories. And it made me remember what a family that we are. And I'll probably get emotional now just talking about it. It's a wonderful family. And I'm so happy to be a part of it. And my family is coming to, to watch. And I can't wait. Thank you so much. My name is Milton Craig Neely. Been around forever. <laughs> I've done a few Broadway shows and really excited to be a part of this. And to, the camaraderie is just yes. wonderful. We've seen people that we haven't seen in years. And just, the, I cannot believe that this has not been done before. I can't believe it, but it's being done. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And it's crazy and it's chaotic and we don't know what's happening right now, but it's all going to come together and we're going to be all right. We are making history. Hi, I'm Glenn. I'm eight feet two inches tall, just so you'll know. Don't let anybody else tell you anything different. This really is, uh, my name is Glenn Turner and I've been around for a while. And this is actually, it's a little beyond magnificent because of, like Milton said, we haven't seen each other in so long. We're all middle-aged and we look wonderful and we don't get cast. We're not casted for very many things, so therefore we don't see each other at auditions like we used to when we were younger. So to come together like this and to celebrate ourselves and celebrate the people who are responsible for us having worked is more than an honor. And it's something that I'll cherish for the rest of my life. I'm Doug Eskew. Um, just glad to be a part of this. I've been around for a little while, not too long. Not as long as Glenn Turner, you might have heard of him. Uh, but this is a fabulous event. If you ever want to see hundreds, well, not hundreds, but a lot of black men, singers, dancers, orchestra. I've been in show business for almost 30 years. I've never seen an orchestra that consists entirely of black men. It's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. But it's a great event. It's, it's something that we'll be talking about 30 years from now, and I'm so honored to be a part of it. And it's, it's, it's honoring our people, our legend, our music, and our history, as the song says. So if you're able to come out, come out. If you haven't been able to come out, hopefully there'll be a video, and you can see the video, and just live in the moment. So, thanks. Peace and love. This is Sandra Reeves Phillips, Mama Sandra, listening to Uncle Earl on the ultimate underground experience, bridging the gaps between humanity. Bring it on. And it's about that lineage of, of what um, you are given uh, by those who go before you, so that no matter what you do, um, you carry those values with you. I, I got sick of that word during the, the political fray, the values, values, mm -hmm. values. Right. But if you look at this new attorney general, uh, she has come from a line of Baptist ministers, but she's the first African-American woman to become attorney general. She just um, re replaced Mr. Holder. She comes from a line of clergymen and doctors uh, and lawyers mm -hmm. um, and law enforcement people. And she became a lawyer herself. Uh, so um, that lineage is extremely important. My father uh, was a bishop in the Church of God in Christ, and the idea of having a son in a Broadway show, and in particular debuting in a show like Hair, mm -hmm. was completely unheard of, mm -hmm. uh, and it was not well received uh, at first. But I knew that I had a responsibility to my family uh, and to the rest of the community to know to no matter what I did. On uh, how I did it, I had uh, to take responsibility for my actions and take responsibility for what that, how that would reflect on my family and the rest of the community. Mm -hmm. Now, prior to that, though, were they supportive of you getting into the industry or not? No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, but they didn't know that I was going to. I didn't know that I was going to. It happened sort of by 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 accident. But in in doing so, everything that I had done 
prior to that, including my military service, came into play into what I was doing. And that's one of the things that happens um, with a true artist is that you become the sum total of all of your, of your experiences and you apply the sum total of your experiences to what you do. Now, we've heard about this in the hip-hop generation, um, and, uh, but in a way that perhaps hasn't been... Uh, hasn't worked out as well as it should mm. because they will say to you, well, yeah, we're violent and there is violence and yes, we talk about uh, a lot of things that people say we shouldn't be talking about, but that's been our life experience. Mm -hmm. Well, then, if that is the argument, then that is what will ultimately make them a great artist because they brought to the table what they had to offer. Their reality. Ultimately, the value of that life experience and the value of what they brought to the table with it uh, will be judged and then we'll just see. But I feel a lot of people, goes. a lot of them, they drop the ball because that's all they bring and they don't try to extend further than that. I've been or curious about grow, people. You know, or build upon. I've, I've been curious about people who claim that, that their deficiency is simply based on poverty and then they become multimillionaires and the deficiencies remain. Yes. <laughs> and they don't help. And, yeah. <laughs> they become selfish. Well, uh, there was a, a famous actress who's still famous. Uh, her, name was Eliz her name is Elizabeth Ashley. And she, uh, she had uh, mental problems and she had emotional problems. And somebody in an audience once asked her, but you're so beautiful and you're so successful and you're so talented. Why have you not found happiness? And she said, what you don't understand is that money and fame augment everything you already were. Mm. And some of us were not necessarily as good or as uh, functional or as prepared as we should have been. Mm. So if you are unprepared poor, you will be unprepared rich. Because certainly if you couldn't handle... Um, the smaller things in life, which is all one has access to, in quote poverty, can't handle the larger things in life because that's what money and fame bring to you are the larger things in life. And if you're not prepared to handle things, you got a problem, and so does everybody around you. Yeah, you know, and that's a, that's a good point because coming the in the way I came, I did it through. I don't know how, what you, how do you say, but I was born into it. You know, mm -hmm. so it was not a mission for me to get into the business. I don't want to be a star. You know, I never had that mentality. Mm -hmm. I happened to have some talent. Someone saw that I had some talent. I didn't know I had it. And then they nurtured it mm -hmm. and guided me towards the right doors and the right people, you know, but I never had the upbringing. Some people have that mentality. There's a difference in people. You can tell, you can see it in the eye. Mm -hmm. People are like, I'm going to be a star no matter what, and I'll step all over you and I'll walk all over you to get to where I got to go, or I'm just doing this because I love it. That would never happen in a family like yours because you and your sister and your mom are inside jobs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not somebody knocking on the door. You know, they're knocking on the door to get into your nursery. You were born into it. You know, you're a Broadway baby. And the reason that they have that <laughs> perspective of it is that the chances of them succeeding at that are truly remote <laughs> because they're starting so far away from um, any sign of accomplishing that. They call you Lady Love, but there is room for doubt. Sometimes you have a very unladylike way
This is Franz Hall at Black Stars of the Great White Way at Carnegie Hall. What a historic occasion this is to have all of this talent from back to the 19, from the 1950s and the 40s coming in, bringing it all together, and celebrating the black male of Broadway. What a wonderful, wonderful occasion this is, and hopefully we have a lot more. James Harkness. Hello, Mr. Lacey, how you doing? <laughs> um, I, jeez, this is amazing. I'm actually glad that I did it. I almost didn't do it because I had a lot of things on my plate, but when I looked at what it was all about, I was like, I think this is gonna be a historical event that I should be a part of because without these people, I wouldn't be able to be on Broadway. And that's a huge, huge thing, and I think a lot of people don't probably don't really look at, as we like to say, the people whose backs that we're standing on to get where we're at. And you have to pay tribute to that. You have to honor that. And so I'm so thrilled to be a part of it, to be in the room with people like Milton Craig Neely and Ben Harney and Ben Vereen and Norm Lewis. And it's remarkable. It's remarkable. George Faison, I mean, these are all people that are legends within our business and that help us do what we do. And the other beautiful thing that they're doing is they're having these younger kids that are between the ages of 10, I think 10 and 15, that are able to take part of this and see where they come from and know that I'm a part of that. And that's mind-blowing. It is. It's mind-blowing. So I'm grateful. Hi, I'm Kevin Michael Kennedy. I'm here at Carnegie Hall with all this excitement and all these wonderful people here. It's so good to just to catch up and see people I haven't seen in such a long time. And just the, the idea of all black men together and in the arts coming together as one and, and voices that are amazing to be in one place sharing our spirits, sharing our talent and having the opportunity to do it here at Carnegie Hall is just marvelous. Hi guys, this is Mirati, and you are listening to The Voice of the People. You know, I don't know what exactly what the number is, uh, but something like 40,000 actors in Actors' Equity in New York City alone. Mm -hmm. Well, see, I, I've only worked in my career on Broadway and in the West End of London, mm -hmm. which is the equivalent of Broadway in Great Britain. And... On Broadway each night, out of those 40,000 in the United States alone, there are only 600 singers and dancers and actors working on the Broadway stage. And if you combine, double that, combining the actors in Great Britain and say that there are 1,500 all together, give or take 100 or two, there are only 1,500 working actors on the musical stage, on the Broadway and West End stages out of the possibility of over 100,000 actors. So what are your chances of getting into a Broadway show in the first place? Mm. Nil. You would be, <laughs> you, would, you would have a better chance of being attacked by a lion on Times Square <laughs> than you would have getting into a Broadway show. Except wow. when you're born, when the dressing room is your nursery. Mm. And the dressing room, backstage dressing room was your nursery. Yes. So you wouldn't have that attitude because you would know from the inside that anybody who has that attitude ain't never going to be a star. Ever. Because they can see you coming and what you think it is, it ain't. And you don't know any better, so you're working for the wrong thing, so you're going to miss it by a mile. Yeah. And some people get to a certain point and realize, this ain't what I thought it is. And then they try to make it what they thought it was, mm -hmm. and it's too bad, and they crash. Boom. Yeah. Because true stardom um, is not your name in lights, um, name above the title, uh, limousines waiting for you outside and fans waiting to sign. <laughs> true stardom is being the best in the world at what you can do best. And there is no substitute for it. Mm. Absolutely none. And anybody who thinks they know better than that is mistaken and if they don't already know it they just found out because i said it okay <laughs> point well taken <laughs> wow
like chocolate candy, and just like honey from the bee. I'm Ron Ruffin, man, and you know, we met when we did Sophisticated Ladies in Europe uh, here at the Black Stars of the Great White Way, and I'm really, really enjoying being here. And this, what I feel about it is that this is kind of like a homecoming of all of these wonderful, fabulous artists who had all these friendships, even though they were in various separate shows, what have you, but it's that whole walk of being an artist in New York City that binds them and us all together. And this is a homecoming because in a lot of these pictures, particularly when you become, when you, when you become a, a certain age, certain people aren't in that picture again next year, you know. Uh, and that's kind of what we're celebrating here. We're celebrating the individuals that came before us and that paved the way for us. Uh, and so it's a beautiful celebration and a homecoming. It's just not an expression of our talent, but it's also an expression of our love for one another as black men because most people don't celebrate us like this. So we're, so we're celebrating ourselves here at Carnegie Hall, and that's what I'm loving about these moments. My name is Richard E. Waves. The E is for excited. Oh, no, all right now. I'm just piggybacking off of whatever, whatever else is said. It's so wonderful to be here. The feeling, the love. Chapman said something about when we were singing. There's some things we don't even have to talk about because we've been around the world. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's it's just great. And it's borderly, as the French would say at times, but that's how we do. And it always comes together. And that's all I have to say. Thank you. Hey y'all, I'm Robert H. Fowler, here at Black Stars of Great White Way. I'm so honored to be here for this evening. It's a historical event. All of these eras of talent just represented in one evening. It's a surprise that hasn't been done before or hasn't ever been thought of. But it's such an honor and a blessing to be part of among this group of talent. And they recognize us that. Thanks! Hi, this is Howard Johnson, and you're listening to Uncle Earl on the Underground Experience Soul. So now, I, I want to know a little bit more about your performance. I mean, things you, I, I don't know a lot about your career. I know you did. You said you did hair, but can you tell us? Because it was short, and it was brief, and it wasn't yeah. something that I, that I sought out, uh, and it wasn't something that, um, that I nurtured. So you knew you basically really wanted to do music? No, than, I didn't know anything. Yeah. Um, I was actually... I grew up in music. I was singing with the Cleveland Orchestra when I was six. I grew up in a, the, the largest Pentecostal Church of God in Christ in Ohio. My father was a bishop, and the church that I attended was a mecca for all the gospel singers. Mm -hmm. And you would have a hundred people in the choirs on Sunday morning, and every kind of music was sung. And then I went to a, a school that had a program for gifted children. And uh, in the third grade, I wasn't doing so well. In fact, I was doing so badly that it was decided it was one of two things either he's retarded or he's very bright let's take the chance that he's very bright mm -hmm. and they took me out of the third grade and they put me in the fourth grade and all the classes were taught in french and so wow. um <laughs> and so yeah. you you had to acquire a certain amount of knowledge but in the music classes that we were given from the first grade up to that point we had to sing in latin french and german and so we, we were already um schooled in certain languages mm. you know so that when you're six years old and you're, you're singing Pandis Angelicus with a, a, a symphony orchestra I remember it can get you into trouble <laughs> I remember one time at church um, I got up and I sang it and one of the ladies walked up to my mother after I sang sang it at a Christmas thing and she said Sister Chapman why you let that boy sing in a language that he don't understand <laughs> <laughs> and I said it is not I who doesn't understand, it's you. Okay. Well, when I woke up from the coma that my, my mother slapped me into, <laughs> I understood something. Mm -hmm. Just keep your mouth right. shut. <laughs> I don't care if you can sing in Latin. Right. You right. don't talk back to old people. I know, that's right. And trust me, you know those values you, you, oh, know, yeah. oh, you take yeah. with you for the rest of your oh, life. Yeah. They don't let you forget. Yeah. There's and I remember there's a that. person who's very tough in the business and um, she's uh, what they call uh, the word that uh, rhymes with witch and she's very 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 famous for it and once uh, we were in Paris doing a show and there was a very famous dress designer who had created a dress for her to do in a wear in a show and it was like it was going to be the biggest night of her life and he brought the dress 
and she said in front of the biggest designer in Paris, I wouldn't wear that to a dog fight. And people were like aghast. They said, fool, you better put that dress on. Don't you know what this is? Because I'm not wearing that dress. They said, why not? She said, because my mother would kill me. Everybody went, this insane, crazy witch is still afraid of her mother. Wow. We didn't know she was afraid of anything, but you carry those values. Yes, you do. And you never lose them. And they will sustain you. They will sustain you. Hmm. But that, trying to get into that door where what you think stardom is, so you create your own little world of stardom, Mm -hmm. that same person found out that what she was striving for is not what it is Mm -hmm. and has suffered greatly from it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can can promise you that um, what you have acquired will continue to sustain you as it is now because you've been blessed uh, with a legacy that is sound and has a foundation, uh, the, uh, the understanding of the training that you must have, uh, the understanding of the diligence that you must have, the understanding of the disciplines you must acquire, doing eight Broadway, eight performances a week. You know, many people came off um, American Idol and uh, didn't get through three weeks of performance <laughs> on Broadway because mm-hmm. their voices were shot. They couldn't handle it. They have no idea how difficult it is. Difficult. It is. It is. And you know, at the time, um, like I said, for me, it was just fun. It was playtime for me. Mm-hmm. So I, I wasn't thinking of it as work. And that got me in trouble a lot of times more than not. <laughs> why? Because everybody else is like, why is he so aloof about it all? Because it was just like, it was like drinking water to me. You know, and they trained hard and studied, and I just asked me, just oh yeah, do this for me. And it was fun for me. Or you know, I get in trouble really. Say for instance, for a matinee show, there are people who wouldn't mark, but I was always full out because of that second show to do. Yeah, but I was always full out, and I could still do my second show at the same. And they would really be upset with me, mm. and I would get notes. Mm. Why is he dancing so hard, or or mm. performing so hard? I'm like, I'm not. This is how I perform. It's like it's the last time. I do it every time like I may never do it again. Those are the people that had to knock on the door. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they were like that. (laughs) I was like, what is wrong with you people? And furthermore, if they were going to be the star, they had imagined themselves to be when they were knocking on the door. They didn't plan on bumping into you who could do it because you loved it which means that you could do it in a different way. And if you're a communicator, the audience can tell the difference between somebody who's doing it because they love it and somebody who's doing it because they have to do it. uh, (laughs) Because all they're trying to do is to be a star. And get a paycheck. Okay, and the audience knows it. (laughs) Nah, it's that. What good is melody? What good is music? If it ain't possessing something sweet It ain't the melody It ain't the music There's something else That makes that tune complete It don't mean a thing If it ain't got that swing Sweet or hot, give that rhythm everything you got. Yeah, don't be a thing if it ain't got that swing. Run, 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 run
I am Sean Grant, and I think it's just a tremendous thing to be a part of this wonderful production. At the last moment, we're coming together, throwing it together, and I think it's a wonderful experience for us all, and I'm just really, really happy and grateful to be here. Hi, I'm Ty Stevens, and this event tonight is probably one of the most historic and momentous things that I've done in my life, and I think it's something that, if it's not recorded, should be recorded, and I really hope that Oprah would be interested in something like this. This should be marketed to her. It's an amazing event of all this gathering of black performers, men in particular, mentoring and giving of their talents and showing and, and, and being a part of something that's just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Hello, I'm Victor Cook, and I just want to say that this is a very historical event, and I'm so very proud to be a part of it, and I just thank God that we can come together as a people and just celebrate. Hi, William Wesley. I am so excited to be part of this event. It's amazing. It is overwhelming just how fascinating all of us have come together, and um, it's like historical. So I'm grateful. I'm in the land of gratitude right now. Being with all my beautiful, strong, talented black brothers, or men of color. And this includes the musicians. They're phenomenal. It's just really um, fantastic. Thank you. This is Mixie, and you're listening to the Underground Experience. And I'll go out is my number one. <laughs> and that brings me around to Carnegie Hall. Mm -hmm. because I'm going to tell you honestly, I have gone through a lot of those situations that deterred me from my dream. I backed away from it because mm -hmm. of occurrences and things that I didn't understand happening. But to come back and do that was more than I could ever imagine it would be. And it did something to me. It, 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 it told me who I was. I forgot. Good. I forgot. Good. Who I was. I see. And thank you. That's good to hear. You're most welcome. Really? Uh, you do understand that in order to have been on that stage, you had to arrive with a pedigree because that was by invitation only. Talk about knocking on a door. You couldn't walk and say, I want to be a part of this. If you didn't have the pedigree, mm. um, you couldn't possibly. I had people calling me saying, "Why can't I do it?" I was like, "I don't know, okay. I, I, Hey, I'm just. You well, I was in. <laughs> I <didn't> go. Know. <laughs> you know, they're saying, "Why was I?" But you know, it was. It was so. And to be there with the generations, you know, that it was like there were like five decades at least of generations, if not more, if not six. Because there were some people. Seven. You know, yeah, it was incredible. It was amazing. I mean, it, I would at, I was just buzzing the whole time, rehearsal and show. I was just not on the or not on the ground, literally. Between um, Larry Marshall, Kamal Scott, and myself, it was two hundred and fifty years of life experience. Can you understand? <laughs> just between the three of us, okay. There were <laughs> 150 people on that stage. You have thousands of years of performing experience on that stage. And we had fathers and sons in the orchestra. Mm -hmm. And the, the youngest group of people, the youngest uh, was 10, mm -hmm. and he was starring in Kinky Boots with mm -hmm. Billy Porter. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm the, I'm the senior citizen. <laughs> um, no, Frank Owens on the piano. Frank is pretty close to 80, mm -hmm. you see, um, and was still playing beautifully. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, you had to have a pedigree in order to be there, and uh, you were there because you, were, you deserved it, and you qualified it, and because you earned it. Indescribable, though. Indescribable. I mean, there were some moments I was so choked up, I couldn't even sing the doggone song. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you know, especially when we had the tribute. Oh, to all oh. those who have passed on before? I got chills just now, just thinking about it. I mean, yeah, that was, you know, just to see, you know, the people you worked with or the people you grew up, you know, just watching and just see all of that there and just know you've they've touched your life, you've touched theirs, and, and but we're still here and we have to carry that on, you know, and it, 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 was, it, was, it was something that you can't describe. 
Well, you do know that one of the reasons that we're most happy that we did that is because we honored Jeffrey Holder and we lost him like three months later. Mm-hmm. So we were um, we were very pleased that we were able you know, to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. And one of the members of the uh, cast who was the Wiz for five years, Kamal Scott, um, we lost him uh, as well. Uh, since then, it's been less than a year. Uh, in the meantime, of the people who... Um, we honored that night. Uh, we lost Ruby D. We lost Maya Angelou. We lost Garland Thompson. As I said, we lost uh, um, Jeffrey Holder. Um, that's a lot of people mm-hmm. in a short period of time. Um, and giving credit to the people, upon as Ben Barine put it, upon whose shoulders we stand, was extremely important to us because we're in an appreciation of that legacy and we know that if we do not extend that legacy and the knowledge of it to other people no one else will and it's our our freedom our responsibility and our privilege to do that and your mom is a part of that um your sister is a part of that and um when um cicely tyson uh felicia Bashad, and cheetah rivera walked out on that stage mm. There were several people of the cast who told me they broke down because they didn't know they were coming. Mm-hmm. We didn't have time to tell them that part. Yeah, we were all, we didn't know what, we were like, oh my goodness. We, we went, got into the show too because we didn't know what was going on. He was like, wow, okay, hey, how are you doing? You know, but it was great. It was, it's good. I mean, because that's good. Element of surprise is good because if everything's rehearsed, it wasn't presentational. It was yeah. very, you were very in the moment. You had to be alert. Because <laughs> you would say, and we're like, okay, what are we going to do? <laughs> you know, <laughs> which song? What are you going to do? Oh, okay, <laughs> great. You know, but that's that's the part of that joie de vivre. Yeah. You know, and just do it. Just get up. Just do your thing. Yeah, it was great spontaneity. You know? Yeah. In there. Yeah. And, of course, um, George Faison uh, leaves no stone unturned. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle George. <laughs> oh boy. Great fun. Mm-hmm. A, a great night. Mm-hmm. Great night. Get to the point. You just gotta
Hello, my name is C.E. Smith, and um, I was just a part of an event that is so monumental, so legendary, that it defies description. Black men, theatrical, musical, and all of the above. It was, in a word, legendary. I, I, I'm overcome. I really am overcome. It's fantastic. Fantastic. I'm, I was just proud to be amongst this, these uber talented and incredibly giving people. It was an experience that I'll probably never experience again in my life and career. Hello, my name is uh, Kurt Anthony. I was the uh, documentary archive photographer for, for the show. Love the show. Got some unusual footage. There was a lot of Broadway giants, greats, all in one spot. A rare occasion. The music was off the uh, chain, and I'm really proud and happy to be part of a historical event. Thanks. This is Kirk Taylor. I'm staying here with my buddy Lacey. <laughs> he was one of the surprises this time, too. And it just gives you such a perspective to see friends that you haven't seen in a while and having a common connection, you know, with theater, with New York, with Broadway, with life. And it was very moving. It was overwhelming at times. And we, we really didn't even know what we had. You know, even as it was happening, it was unfolding. We were like, whoa, really? <laughs> Wow. There were a lot of surprise guests, too, so that really kind of, they kept knocking you in the knees. I was rubbing my knees all the time. But I was really, I'm just very moved. It really has me just thinking about the legacy that we have as, as black performers, as black men. So it, it was such an honor to be here. It's still digesting it, you know, but it's something that's going to stay with us forever. I am so excited that this night happened. Uh, the legends, legacies, I, I don't know, meeting people who I've admired, now have become good friends, old friends that have become new again, um, and just seeing the, uh, there you go, and, and just seeing, uh, like I said before, seeing um, past, present, and future stars, and just being a part of this, and sta standing on the shoulders of these great people, and I just hope that, uh, I just hope that we, that we can continue to move forward like this, so, as black men. Thank you, brother. Uh, Roger Mazio, and I can sum it up in one word. Fabulous. Hi, I'm Michael Houlihan. And I'm Bonnie Harvey. We are the Barefoot Wine Founders, and you are listening to the Ultimate Underground Experience with... Uncle Earl. And so what's next for the Black Stars of the Great White Way is that we're going to open the National Black Theater Festival. We're expecting over 60,000 people to wow. be there, and we're doing it with the original cast of the black stars which was that concert was norm lewis's mm -hmm. idea and as you know uh norm lewis was the first african-american actor to play the role of the phantom on yes. broadway yes. robert guillaume who was more more famous as benson on tv was the first african-american actor to play the role period mm -hmm. and we honored him that night as you know mm -hmm. so in that cast at the national black theater festival will be um Norm Lewis, Andre De Shields, Larry Marshall, um, myself, uh, Frank Owens, um, Omar Edwards, um, and very possibly, um, well, Allison Williams will be joining us, and then Oba Babatunde, mm. and then very possibly Melba Moore and Clifton Davis wow. will be joining us as well, Great. and Maurice Hines. Mm -hmm. So it'll, it'll be a magnificent evening, mm -hmm. and we're no looking doubt. very much forward no to doubt. that. I wish you could be there. Yeah, well, one never knows, do one? One never knows. <laughs> you want to you sure you want to make it to Carnegie Hall. Yeah, you know, by the grace of God, there go I. So, yeah. And and um, one thing I want to touch on is a project that's happening, the Broadway Sassy Mamas. Mm. It's called Nightclub Mamas. Nightclub Mamas. Uh, Where did I get sassy from? <laughs> well, because they were sassy people. They had to be. Um, uh, I have an attorney friend who we were friends and I didn't know everything about him. He was my attorney. And he told me a story one day. He said when he was a little boy, um, his father was a bank manager at a tiny town up in the Catskills. Mm -hmm. And his father came to him and said, I have a new customer. This is a little white boy, mind you. Mm -hmm. He said, I have a new customer. He needs somebody to mow his lawn. So I'm going to send you over there. He says, fine. And the new client happened to be black and he was a pianist. Mm -hmm. And so he would cut the man's lawn, and then one day the man caught him peeping through the window while he was playing the piano. 
just come on and sit down. He would watch him play and all that sort of thing. Then he grew up and he became his driver in between uh, college, uh, uh, when he was studying at the law school, in between uh, And that was semesters. acceptable for a young white man to be driving a black and man? he did it. You know. <laughs> okay. And he did it, and he was happy to do it. <laughs> all right. And then he left, and he actually became the intellectual property lawyer for the royal family of England. Mm. He was attached to that firm. Then he came, that's a strange animal. It's like a panda. It is. Panda crossing. Panda crossing. <laughs> and uh, then um, he came back and the man died, the composer died, and left him as executor of his estate. Just so happens that that man wrote this joint, his trumpet, which is an amateur behavior, and he wrote Yacht Club. Um, he wrote Empty Bed Blues, which was recorded by Bessie Smith. Mm -hmm. Several of his songs were recorded by Ethel Waters um, and My Rainey and Connie Boswell and and Bobby Short, and he owns all of those songs. Right. And one day he came to me and he said, you know what I would like to do? I would like to do an anthology of his music and put a little storyline to it and let's see what's gonna happen. So for the first time in history, many of those songs are gonna be sung at uh, Don't Tell Mama. By the time you broadcast this, we probably will have done it. Um, and the star of the show is gonna be uh, Luba Mason, who has just been nominated for a Drama Desk Award and who's been nominated um, for the Lucille Lortel Award for Best Supporting Actress in an Off-Broadway Musical. And she's appeared on Broadway in Jekyll and Hyde mm. uh, in Chicago. Uh, and she's a fantastic performer. So we'll, we'll do 18 songs from this anthology of over 100 songs and wow. see if they work. And then one day we'll weave the storyline in it and it's a work in progress and we'll shape it and mm -hmm. see where it goes. That's, Nightclub Mamas. That's awesome. At Don't Tell Mama. At Don't Tell Mama. In New York City. I know. Wow. <laughs> well, okay. I'm, I'm happy. I feel good right now. Good. But what I'd love for you to do is leave us with one of your jewels. I would say uh, never compromise your integrity. No matter how fearsome it becomes, no matter what you're threatened with, do not compromise your integrity. Because what you will find out is that when you do, you will end up in a place where you will not be able to function. And if you're not able to function there, you will not be able to survive there. So if you're invited into the gutter, be sure that you enter that gutter with your integrity intact. Because if you don't know how to do what people do in the gutter, your integrity is the only thing that's going to save you. Because they know how to do it. <laughs> Point well taken. <laughs> that is some food for thought. All right. Well, I thank you for this time. And, um, you know, bless you more into the future. And um, every life that you touch. Great. Thank you so much. Looking forward. All right, then. See you later, buddy. I'll see y'all later, too. Take care. <laughs> Ciao.